Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Lord, you are good to us. You're always good to us. You are a great God, and we just thank you, God, for everything that you have done, everything that you continue to do. God, we've come into this space, God, on uh, on day two, Father God, of, uh, of our 40 uh, day uh, fast, and we're excited about it, God. We are just beginning to climb a great mountain, and we trust and believe that you're going to move in a special way. Lord, we just continue to pray that you will be in the midst every time we gather. God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings, have your way in this space. Heal like only you can, move like only you can, and when it's all said and done, Lord, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen. All right. So this morning, our scripture uh, lesson um, to encourage us and keep us going forward uh, comes out of Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 14 through 29. My goal uh, sometimes is to uh, go and uh, look at um, some familiar passages of scripture uh, because God uh, can and does, you know, give fresh uh, revelation. And so I believe there is a fresh revelation um, in this familiar uh, passage of scripture, uh, Mark, the ninth chapter, verse uh, 14 uh, through uh, uh, 29. Um, in this past passage of scripture, uh, we see Jesus uh, where he has now um returned um, uh, to a large group of individuals and there's an argument uh, going on. There's a there's a yelling match going on, and 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 around about the fifteenth uh, uh, chapter, uh, uh, Jesus saw uh, saw uh, everything that was happening. The fifteenth verse, Jesus saw everything that was happening, and he said, "Hey, what's going on? You know, what's all this arguing about?" And one of the men in the crowd spoke up. I mean, Mark the ninth chapter, paraphrasing verses fourteen through twenty nine. One of the uh, men in the uh, in the in the, uh, in the group spoke up, and he said. Um, he said, teacher, you know, rabbi, Jesus, um, um, I brought my son uh, so uh, you could heal him. Uh, he's been possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. That's Mark 9, verse uh, 17. Uh, individual, you know, has come um, to the Lord uh, seeking uh, help. Uh, when we read this scripture, we're reminded it's like an individual uh, coming to uh, the church uh, uh, seeking help. Uh, it's like an individual, uh, you know, coming to you uh, seeking help, or perhaps you've been that that father that came um, to 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 looking for God to help you in a situation, came looking for God to restore you in a in a situation, and you and you got to the house of God, and you got uh, to the place uh, where you thought that deliverance would happen, and it didn't happen for you. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been in a place where uh, you were looking for God to move in a certain way, and it didn't happen uh, for you? Uh, we got to look at several people today, and then I give you our tag uh, for for today, so you can remember it. Today we look at this story. We look at we look at this father, right? We look at this son, right? We look at the disciples. We look at the crowd, and we look at Jesus. And the, the today's uh, morning devotional is simply titled "Only by Prayer." That's our title today. Only by prayer. Mark nine verse fourteen through twenty nine. And in this particular, we're going back to the story because I just want to paraphrase. It's a great story here. Uh, you got to look at those individuals in this. The crowd is standing around and they are uh, wondering. 
um, if there is any power in the church, right? Uh, the crowd represents the fact that there are individuals that are skeptical as it relates to, is there anything uh, that 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 could change my life? Is there anything that could happen um, when in worship? Is there anything that can, can happen by connecting with God that can really date, make a difference in uh, my life? There are many of people in the crowd. You and I both have family members that are in the crowd. They wonder why we worship like we do. They wonder like we why we pray like we do. They wonder why we live the way we live. Uh, the crowd is always looking. Yes, uh, they're doing a lot of talk. Yes, there's always some negativity in the crowd. But in reality, there are people in the crowd. They want to be saved. They want to be delivered. They want a relationship with God. But they're trying to see if this thing is real because they have been fooled so many times before. So in this particular passage of story, you got a crowd. They're looking. And I want to talk to you right now and remind you there's a crowd that is looking to see uh, if there is anything real about your faith. Listen, so you got the crowd, right? But I said, we got to talk about the crowd. Uh, but then there's also the father. The father, uh, he is, uh, he's, 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 he's reached his wits end. Shout out to any parents that can relate to the father in this text. He has a, he has a son that is uh, demon possessed. He has a son that is going through. He has a son that is struggling. He's probably done everything that he knew how to do. And he had heard some stories. Somebody in the crowd told him, uh, that, that there was a man named Jesus and he had some disciples uh, that could do something about his situation. And so now he says, well, I'm going to try. I have nothing else to lose. Can anybody out there relate uh, to this uh, to this father? Holla if you hear me, if you can relate to the uh, rate to relate to the father, if you can relate to the father, you understand uh, you, you understand what it's like to uh, to struggle. If you can relate to the father, you can understand what it's like to do all that you can and it uh, and it not get any um, and get any better. So the father um, is looking for help for his son, but you can't forget about the son, y'all. Uh, we don't talk about the son in this in this text that much. The son is uh, having a uh, he's 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 demon possessed. He's a, he he is going through. Um, uh, it even appears to be uh, somewhat schizophrenic is probably what he'd be diagnosed with uh, in today's world. The, the the spirit that is is in him it throws him to the ground violently. The spirit that is in him uh, uh, causes him pain. The spirit that is in him is like a stronghold uh, that he can't be delivered from. That he doesn't know uh, what is happening in his life, but he know that he has been in the struggle for a long time. I want you to hear me. Who can you relate to today? Talk to me. Y'all wake up. I want you to talk to me. Can you relate to the crowd, right? Do you understand what the crowd is doing? They're looking along right now. Can you relate to the father who's trying to find some help uh, for his son? Shout out to any parents that have been trying to get your children connected to God. You're doing the best that you can. Shout out to the parents that's just trying to get it right. Shout out to the loved ones. You're just trying to help somebody. But what about the individual that is really the one struggling? What about the son? He is demon possessed. He's struggling and it seems like you get no better for him. And so now he makes it to uh, to the church. And who was the church? That's the disciples, y'all. Uh, the church is the, the word ecclesia, the called out ones. Now he makes it to the church, right? And now we got to talk about the, the, the characters, the disciples here. He's made it to the church. He's made it uh, to the house of God. He's made it to the presence of God. He's made it really to God's representatives who he was told uh, had some of the same authority uh, that Christ had. He was told that if those individuals uh, connected with him, he was told that his life could be, get better. That was the father talking. The son uh, was struggling so bad, perhaps he was hoping that there was some power in the church. Have you ever went to the church on a Sunday morning, went to the church on a Wednesday, even caught it on an off day on a a 
Tuesday or Thursday and said, I just hope and pray that there's somebody in that building that can help me to get a prayer through. I hope then pray that there's somebody that can help me with this situation. And so now the disciples represent the church, y'all. And when we talk about the church here, we have a problem because the crowd is looking, right? The crowd is looking at the church. The, 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 the father is uh, looking um, at the church. The son is looking at the church. And now we have the church. Who is the church? The church are the disciples. We are the church, y'all. We, we, we represent the church. We represent when people come off the streets with a d drug addiction and they've done all of the counseling. We are the church. We represent when people have gone uh, to, to, to uh, uh, and their marriage is struggling and they say, well, maybe if I can get uh, my spouse to come with me uh, to this place, maybe it could get better. We are the church. We are the church when, uh, when racism is going on and, and society is going uh, uh, crazy and they say, well, maybe if we have a, a joint uh, worship service together, maybe that'll bring some unity. We are the church. We are the church when a person gets uh, diagnosed with cancer and they say, well, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to pray and I'm going to cry uh, and, and, and I'm going to go into the house of living God and surround myself with saints. We are the church. And when we come into the house of the living God with whatever ails us, when we come into the house of the living God with whatever we have been struggling with, there is an expectation uh, that God that God is going to do something. There's an expectation for some, but there is also uncertainty from others that are watching in the crowd. I wonder if anybody can relate to the fact of what it means like to go into the house of God looking for a healing, go into the house of the God, of God and looking for a deliverance and to go into the house of God. It seemed like God didn't do anything special for you. That's what happened here in this particular text. Uh, in this particular text, an argument is broke out in the crowd. The crowd is yelling and everybody is screaming. Why? Because they have came to the church, y'all, and it didn't get any better for them. They, they came to the church, y'all, and they didn't get a healing. They came to the church, y'all, and they didn't get a blessing. Does anybody want to be real today and say you've experienced that yourself? Or you want to be real today and you say you invited somebody to church and they say, I went, but it just didn't change for me. Oh, there's so much to, to talk about there, but I want to narrow our focus today and remind you that there are some things that are going to only happen, the only way they're going to happen is through the power of prayer. What happens next? Jesus shows up after there is a complaints and there are grumbling and, 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 and about the fact that uh, they went there and, and, and nothing and nothing changed. And, and the first thing uh, that they that, that the father does is, uh, is accuse the church. I, I told your disciples, I asked your disciples to cast out this evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. I asked that pastor to pray and help my family in my situation, but he couldn't help me. I asked that deacon uh, to help me with, with, with my children's situation, but there was no power there. I asked and I asked and I asked, but it didn't get any better for me. And so Jesus said something that is interesting here. Uh, perhaps I thought he would defend uh, the hard work of his disciples. I, I thought he would defend uh, the hard work of Peter, James, and John. And I thought he would say that Martha, uh, Matthew and, and, and Bartholomew and everyone had did the best that he could. They could, but instead of, of, of defending their hard work, uh, he says something in verse 19 uh, that stuck out to me. He said this to him, y'all, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? Hold up, Jesus, what do you mean, Lord? We doing what the best we could. That's how I feel sometimes as a pastor. Lord, I do the best that I can every week. I study. I do it the best that I can every week. I, 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 
I love on people. I do the best I can. Jesus said, your best sometimes ain't good enough. He says that you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me, my God. So now they bring the boy to Jesus. And when Jesus saw the evil spirit that is within him, I am so glad, y'all, that when the church misses the mark, that Jesus is still present. Make sure that whatever church you go to, that Jesus is there. Because if the pastor can't do it, if the praise team can't do it, if the Lord is there, you're still in good shape. So the Lord is there. And he says, uh, he says, bring the child to me. And as the child is brought to Jesus and the child falls to the ground, foaming at the mouth, uh, Jesus starts to ask the father some question. How long has this uh, been happening? And the, and the father said, Jesus, it's been going on a long time. I want you to know that Jesus can still move in your life, even if something has been going on a long time. Jesus knew how long it was going on, but he was trying to let us know. I don't care how long you've been in the struggle. I don't care who can't help you. When you encounter me, if it's been happening a long time, you are a great candidate for a miracle today. How long have you been going through what you've been going through? How long have you been dealing with what you've been dealing with? I want to encourage you today that you are in a great position for God to move. Jesus says, I know that this has been going on a long time. Uh, he said, and, and, uh, and, and, but the man speaks up and says, Lord, have mercy and help us if you can, right? Ooh, every time I read this text and I see this man say, have mercy on us and help us if you can. First of all, I used to doubt the man. I used to say, how could this man go to Jesus and say, help me if you can? Do you know who he was talking to? But check this out, y'all. I figured I discovered why the man was having some questions about Jesus. Why y'all ready for it? Ready to wake up, wipe the crud out your eyes. The man was questioning Jesus because Jesus's representatives could not do what they proclaimed and professed and actually had authority to do. He went to the church. He went to uh, the people that were walking closest with Jesus and they couldn't fix his situation. So now the man is like, if your people couldn't do it, I'm questioning and I'm wondering if you could do it as well. I bring that up in this season of prayer and fasting is because God wants you to be able to work and have authority, spiritual authority in this season like you have never had before because the world is depending on us. I, that was the one thing that I got when we started this season of prayer and authority that some of you will leave out of this 40 days season of fasting and prayer with new spiritual power and spiritual authority and with spiritual gifts like you never had before because you are a representation of Jesus Christ and the world is looking to see if Christ has any power. And the way the world is going to see if Christ has any power is by what you are able to do or they will see what you fail to do, and then they will wonder if God is real. The crowd is watching, y'all. One of the reasons we got to come into this season of prayer and fasting is that uh, so that God can, can, can fix our situations. We all coming into prayer and fasting with situations, but we got to get beyond the situations and be change agents. We got to be beyond our situations and learn to walk with spiritual authority. My number one prayer in this in this season of prayer and fasting right now is for God to give me new spiritual authority and, 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 and more spiritual 
power because the world is on fire right now. The world is struggling right now. And I still believe in the, the, the way uh, that God moved through the disciples. I still believe that God wants to work through some people like that. So how does God work through people like that where they can lay hands and there's power there? How does God work through some people like this when they can speak a word over somebody like and it has an impact? How uh, does it happen? Well, Jesus is going to show us uh, in a minute. Uh, the first thing he, he says to him is uh, uh, um, he's talking about this if. He said, what do you mean if? Now there's a conversation between uh, uh, Jesus and the father. And for me, it's a reminder that Jesus says to this father, he says that even though my disciples, even though my representatives let you down, I'm going to work on them in a minute. But don't you let nothing or nobody come in between what I want to do in your life. There are so many people that deal with that word church hurt. There are so many people that say, well, it didn't hurt for me, so I'm going and I don't believe anymore. Jesus challenges this man. He says, anything is possible for a person that believes. Anything is possible, even though the disciples let you down. Anything is possible, even though it didn't quite work out that time for you at the church. Anything is possible for anyone uh, that believes. The, oh, the father here, he speaks with great wisdom and honesty. In verse 24, he cries out, he says, I do believe, but Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. That ought to be part of your prayer and fasting. There are areas in your life that you truly believe God. But let's be real. Y'all talk to me. Is there any area in your life that you would not believe in God? Is there any area in your life? I know we don't like to say it out loud in church because people will judge us and look at us funny, but is there any area in your life that you're wondering if God can actually fix it? Is there anybody that want to be real? We up in the morning. God is about to move, but let's just be real about it. There are some people that come to church and they try and they trying to get it better, but they say, God, I, I know I ain't supposed to say this one, but this one, God, it feels too big for you because you ain't done it yet. This one, God, it feels too heavy for you. I love you, Lord, but maybe this one is just too big. We don't say it that way, but our actions show that's how we really feel on the inside. But the man says the way that we overcome the feeling that this one is too big for God is that we got to learn to cry out, Lord, help my unbelief. Is there anybody here that doesn't mind crying out, God, there's an area in my life that I don't believe the way that I should. Lord, help my unbelief. There's an area in my life that I know you can heal, but since it's been taken a long time. I'm starting to question if healing is available. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, I've been praying for a maiden. I'm a senior citizen now, and you have not sent anybody in my life. Lord, help my unbelief. God, my marriage has been struggling for a long time. I'm still holding on, but just barely, and I don't even know if it's going to get any better. But Lord, help my unbelief. That is the power of prayer, y'all. We come into this place and say, Lord, help my unbelief, because if we're going to be real, we're going to be honest, everybody from the pulpit to the back door has some unbelief that we deal with sometimes. But Jesus said, if you want to experience a healing, Jesus said, if you want to experience his move, we have to pray uh, and, and have a faith in him that that, that he can do uh, the impossible. And so because this man is able to cry this honest prayer, because this man is able to say uh, how he honestly feel, uh, God was able to move in uh, in the cry in, in the man's life. Now, now look at verse uh, twenty-five here in the text. Uh, we see something special. Jesus now um, um, takes his focus off the man, and now he focuses on the crowd. Remember the look, the onlookers were growing. Remember the people that were looking, saying, "We knew there was no power in the church." Uh, they're starting to show up. The people that were saying, "We knew that that faith stuff wasn't real." They started to show up. The people who said, "We knew it wasn't going to get no better for you." They're starting to show up. 
And I want to tell you something. When a crowd shows up, Jesus sometimes likes to show out. Sometimes there's a crowd around your situation so that God can bless you in the middle of the crowd because in that crowd, they need to see that there is still power in the church of the, uh, the living God in 2022. They need to see that there's still authority in the church of the living God in 2022. They need to see that, that God still has his hands on you in spite of what you've been, been through. The crowd knew that that boy had been struggling the whole time. The crowd knew uh, that there had been no deliverance available. And as the crowd has gotten large, that's when God decides to show up. And that's when God decides to show out. I don't get, I don't mind the crowd anymore. I don't mind when I fall on my face in front of the crowd anymore, because I know that in a minute, God is going to show up and show out. Has anybody ever had problems in front of a crowd? Maybe you lost your job in front of a crowd. Maybe you lost your family in front of a crowd. But I want to remind you when the crowd shows up, the Lord will show up and he will show out. The crowd is looking now and the crowd, he says, enough of them now. I can show out a little bit. I love our Lord. He got to show out sometimes. And that's what he does here. As the crowd is, uh, is, is large, he says something audibly that everybody can hear. He says, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. That's Jesus talking. Perhaps you could put yourself in the situation of this little boy and you can speak in the name of Jesus. Listen, you spirit that makes me have depression. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Listen, you spirit that makes me have anxiety. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge and I admit that it's not always a demonic force uh, that is dealing with us because mental health issues is real. I'm not trying to spiritualize everything, but I'm trying to tell you whether it's a mental health crisis, whether it's a demonic force, you can do what Jesus did. Listen, you, whatever it may be that makes me be unable to be who God has called me to be, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I wish I had some folk that were saying this over their own lives this morning. Listen, whatever you are that has been causing disruption in my marriage, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Listen, whatever you are that has been blocking me from seeing what God has called me to be, listen, whatever you are that has been blocking me from seeing God move in my life, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Listen, that has, that has had a stronghold on our children, that has had a stronghold on our school system, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I hope y'all feel the spirit moving like I feel the spirit moving. God is up to something, y'all. We just said day two, and I can feel his presence today. And guess what? When you speak with that type of authority, like Christ spoke in verse 26, it tells us what happened. It said the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another convulsion and then left him. Check verse 26 out. When God is moving and there's a disruption in your life, sometimes it appears as if it's getting worse, but in actuality, it's getting better for you, y'all. I want to remind you that before the spirit left the individual, it screamed and threw the boy into another violent con convulsion. And maybe at that moment, the crowd is saying, we knew that Jesus didn't have any power. We knew that there was no authority here, but that was just the spirit preparing to lead this individual. And I want to remind you very carefully that God has heard your prayers. I want to remind you very carefully that God is moving, but the enemy is fighting his leg. Oh, he, the, the enemy is on his last leg in your life. The enemy has reached his wits end. He's giving it his last uh, shot. Remember the Alamo always say, hey, use all of the ammunition that we got. This is the last shot. That's what the enemy is doing right now. It appears like it's getting better for you, but the enemy knows that he's been cast 
out of your life. So he's giving it one last shot. What if the boy's father had given up because he saw the convulsion? What if the boy had given up because he was in the middle of the convulsion? No, that particular convulsion was the last sign that the enemy was defeated. It was the last sign. And I know it looks like sometimes it's getting worse, but in actually, I want to remind you, it's just the enemy's last chance. And now the enemy has to be uh, defeated. And, uh, and even in this moment, it appeared to the crowd that the boy was dead. So they said, we told you with no power here. I mean, verse 26, they said, look, he Jesus has showed up and then now there's a bunch of convulsions going on. Jesus has showed up and, and now the boy is dead on the ground. We knew it was no power in this, in, in this Christ. We knew there was no power in this church. And I want to remind you on your way to healing that there's some people that's going to think you dead. They're going to think that you've been counted out. They're going to think that you've given up just because you ain't on social media talking about it anymore. They're going to think you're dead. They're going to think you've given up uh, just because you're not operating the same way uh, that you used to. They're going to think it wiped you out. They're going to think because when you went to a moment of stillness and a moment of quietness that it took you out. But now you are just getting ready uh, for what God is about to do next. I want to talk to somebody. They count you out right now. They think that it took you out right now just because you are being still and preparing your yourself for the move of God. Somebody, that little boy right now, you appear to be dead in the, in the face of the crowd. But what you and I know is that God is up to something. A murmur ran through the crowd. The crowd started talking. Y'all, the crowd is always saying something. And in the midst of our struggle, the crowd always got something to say. The crowd is talking now, y'all. The crowd has counted you for dead. The crowd is talking now, y'all. They've counted you out. The crowd is talking to say it's not going to get any better for you. But I'm so glad that God likes to show up and show out in the middle of a crowd. As the crowd is saying that he's dead, we knew there was no power here. Jesus, my God, he took him by the hand. Can y'all see that? You got to see the people. I can see Jesus reaching down and taking the boy by the hand. Thank you, Lord, for reaching down and taking me by the hand. Thank you, Lord, for reaching down and taking some of my sisters and brothers by the hand. Thank you, Lord, for reaching down and taking the body of Christ by the hand. In the middle of the pandemic, they said the church was dead. In the middle of the pandemic, they said, people was not ever come back, but the devil is a liar and God is exalted. Thank you, God, in the midst of it all for taking us by the hand. Is there anybody else that has a testimony that you know that they counted you out? They said you was dead. They said it was over for you, but in the midst of the crowd, the Lord took you by the hand. God is taking the little boy by the hand. Then he helped him to stand to his feet and he stood up. And I want to remind somebody today in the few minutes that we got up to stand up because the Lord has taken you by the hand. Stand up in the middle of adversity. Stand up in the middle of opposition. Stand up when you're surrounded by doubters. Stand up when everybody's questioning you. Stand up when nobody understands you. Stand up when the weapons have formed, but they can't prosper against you. Stand up when their tongues are speaking negativity against you. Stand up for everything that is coming against you because the Lord has taken you by his hand. After this uh, while there's a moment of praise uh, for the little boy because he is standing now, while there's a moment of praise uh, for the father because his son has been delivered, and not only has his son been delivered, he's been delivered of his unbelief, and now the crowd has to say, there must be a God somewhere because we ain't never seen nothing like this before. While everybody is celebrating and Jesus is showing his authority, now we got to come back and conclude and deal with the church, y'all. You say, what do you mean we got to deal with 
with the church. We got to deal with the disciples. Uh, there, the disciples are here, and they say, "Well, we glad that the crowd saw uh, uh, saw you move, Lord, and we glad, glad God that it got better for the Father, and we glad God that the Son can stand to His feet." But God, we are frustrated. We had to have a meeting, God, after church, y'all. No, we had to have an after church meeting. We shouldn't be meeting after church anyway. But they decided to meet after church right there in the middle section. They said we got to have a meeting, and we want to understand, Lord, why couldn't we cast out that demon? We had to have a meeting because we trying to understand why didn't you move when we um, was trying to do it. And he said this to him in verse 28, this type, this, this kind, what do you mean this kind, this type of demonic force, this type of stronghold, this type of situation uh, that this, that this boy was dealing with, this struggle was so big that it could only be cast out by prayer. Some of your manuscripts will say that it can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. And that's what I want to remind you of is this. We've been called into this season because there are only there are some victories that will not that will only come by prayer and fasting. And that's what we got to do. We are here because there are some situations that will only get better by prayer and fasting. For the person out there that can understand the persona of the little boy, it won't get better for you until you pray and fast. If you're the parent and you can relate to the parent, it will only get better for you by prayer and fasting. If you're in the crowd and you're watching to see what's happening with the church folk, it's going to get better. Just watch us pray and fast. And I want to encourage you that God is going to move through you and you're going to have spiritual authority in this season like you never had before. But it requires you to commit yourself daily to prayer and fasting. Pray with me today and invite somebody else to join us tomorrow. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, we thank you because you said in your word that some things that we're dealing with only will get better through the power of prayer and fasting. God, we're not here uh, out of ritual, even though we do this at this time of year. We are here because we believe in power. We're here because we want you to help us with our unbelief. We're here because we believe that in this season, God, you're going to give us new spiritual authority to serve the people that you've called us to serve. We're here because we believe that you're going to move like you've never moved before. God, we're here because there's a crowd out there that watching. They don't know you, but they know us. So we pray right now, God, that in the midst of the crowd, that we can show them that there is power here. We can show them that there is love here. We can show them that there is no judgment here. We can show them that they're welcome here. God, let us be the light that you called us to be in front of the crowd. God, I pray for my sisters and brothers who come in with a heavy heart today. I pray that you help them in any areas where they're questioning or, or, or doubting your ability. God, I also ask for forgiveness uh, on behalf of the church, the body, those of us who called out, who spent too much of 2022 and 2021 and 2020 walking around as if there is no power here, walking around as if we don't have any authority, where you have given us so much authority. God, I pray that you anoint us afresh for the assignment ahead because you called us to be the light. You called us to be the salt. We need the same authority. You already told us that we have the same authority uh, that the disciples had. God, anoint us afresh, God, so that we can lay hands on in the name of Jesus. Anoint us afresh, God, so that we can pray in, with power and authority. Anoint us afresh, God, so that we can do uh, what you've called us to do because you are still working through people doing miracles, signs, and wonders. God, we love you in this season. 
We praise you in this season. We thank you in this season. And when it's all said and done, we're careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, love you all, mean it. Listen, woo, thank God. for Y'all feeling God? That was day two, y'all. I can't wait to see what God going to do the rest of this. We climbing this mountain together in Jesus' name. Listen, God bless you all, mean it, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing y'all in the morning. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.